0: Welcome to the Life Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Shalewa, and it's my mission to help leaders just like you master their mental health and relationships. In this podcast, you will learn exactly how to influence your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors while resolving even the most difficult challenges that you face in all of your relationships. I'll be dropping an episode every single week to show you exactly how to create life on your terms. Let's begin. What's going on, guys? This is another episode of Life Unfiltered by Tyler Charlotte. Now, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode because this is something I've been extremely passionate about for the last several years, you know, studying human behavior and why we do it and also just our emotions. There's a really specific kind of pattern that we tend to go into a lot, and it's got a unique name in our, not our community, you know, in our culture and in the world today. Most the people, therapists, counselors, psychiatrists are calling this bipolar. But I want to break down what's really happening in the science behind the need the emotions, and everything going on behind this pattern. Because I want to let you guys know up front, this is something you guys can get out of very, very quickly. And I'm going to give you some examples of how I've done this with my clients and how some of my greatest mentors have helped people in way worse situations through this pattern. I'm going to explain to you how it works. So if you've ever felt like you have these mood swings where you're like super depressed and you just just super hard on yourself like why the fuck did I think that would work like Tyler are you kidding me and you just get so hard on yourself or you're feeling guilty or some low energy emotion and then the pendulum fucking swings and whether it's a few hours later a few days later whatever you just snap and you get angry or frustrated or like and your inner dialogue or you know what you're saying to yourself in your head it kind of becomes like like no I'm not gonna take this shit fuck them fuck me I gotta do better I'm, I deserve this or whatever it is it just gets really harsh right Let's understand, let's break down and understand what's really happening there. And then I want to explain to you, there's only two options in getting out of this, but let's explain why this happens first, all right? If you're listening to the podcast, let me know at tyler.charlebois on Instagram. That's what I'm currently using as my other Instagram at the why guy Tie, which is my main account, was disabled because I was reaching out to too many people to try to ask them for market research and such. But anyway, moving on, let me know at tyler.charlebois what you think about this, All right. So this is what tends to happen when we feel out of control either in a certain area of our life that's important to us, such as our relationship most commonly, or our finances, or our health, or something of that nature where an area of our life, we just feel uncertain about, we feel insecure about, we don't know what to do next, we don't know how to make it work. We just, we don't feel, you know, we don't feel like we have control or over this area of our life to make it work. What we tend to do is first, we tend to swing into one of these higher low areas, right? So like, for example, we might get super fucking angry or frustrated because what happens when we get angry or frustrated guys? right? We tend to feel more secure in our body. We feel a little bit more powerful. We feel a little bit more in control. Even though all of these things are an illusion, like we have no more control when we're angry than when we're calm. Or when we're feeling happy or joyful or any other emotion like we have no more control but we feel it in our body like we get tense there's like a fuck you to it we just get angry we get frustrated i just hit my mic my bad but we just we feel like we're in control we feel powerful in that moment right so when our body feels out of control in a certain area of our life it compensates by trying to meet some of its most fundamental needs right? We have a need for security and for predictability, for stability, for certainty. All those kind of mean the same thing. We also have a need to feel significant, like we're important, like we're powerful in some way, or unique, or like we matter. Those are two of our six human needs that we all have. So when we feel out of control in a certain area of our life, We, our body, not even us consciously as me, Tyler, or as anyone listening to this right now, it's not like you or I do this. The nervous system has to find a way to gain back a feeling of certainty and a feeling of significance again when we're feeling that out of control and that insecure. Does that make sense? So what happens is we snap into anger and it's like, fuck you, fuck them, fuck this. Like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm not going to, you know, listen to the naysayers or I'm not going to deal with this or I'm not putting up with him or her anymore. And we just snap we get super angry. And that's what most people would call like a manic episode, right? We go super up for quote unquote, no apparent reason. Well, the reason is we're trying to meet some of our basic needs, right? Some of our neurological needs that you have in your nervous system, they're built into us to survive. But what happens, do we stay there? No, we don't stay there very long. You know, it might be an hour, might be a little less than that, but we don't stay there long. And what do we tend to do after we're like, you fuck this, fuck you boo, we we get like that. What do we tend to do? I know you're saying it right now in your head, like well, I kind of let go, and I like I tend to get really like upset or depressed or feel guilty or feel lethargic or just low energy. I get hard on myself. I beat myself up. Right? Yes, this is not a unique pattern, and this is also not bipolar. It's just not. So I want you to hear this now. The body cannot hang on to that much tension when we're angry or frustrated or enraged or whatever it is that whatever the high energy emotion was. We're very tensed up. Like our body's physically tensed up. Like there's a lot of. <sighs> I don't know why I thought you could see my face when I did that, but there's like a lot of anger to it and we get tense. But the body can't hang on to that because we have a need for variety. Just like we have for certainty and significance, as I explained a minute ago, we also have a need for variety. And all that means is like we need to change our emotions, change our situation. We just, we need stimulation. We need the unknown. We need variety. The body needs to change and do things and move, right? And so we can't stay angry the whole fucking time. So there's a point where it it lets go and as the body kind of lets go of all that pressure that builds up inside, our thoughts kind of change within. It's like, oh my God, Tyler, like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, man, this is bullshit. This is driving me crazy. I can't figure this out. Like, and we just get really hard on ourselves or we do that or we get hard on ourselves and we're just like, Tyler, why do you think you could deserve that? Like you're not worth it. Are you kidding me? There's way people who are way better than you. Or you know, you'll never get the girl. Or you'll never be able to make that much money. Like you'll never be able to figure it out. Like who why do you ever think you could? And you just get really, really hard on yourself, right? And I'm going to explain why these two emotions in a second, why those are so addictive, but let's explain what happens after that, right? So we get depressed or hard on ourselves, or guilty or yada, 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 lethargic. We feel weak inside. But again, just like anger, there's a moment where there's a moment where we're like, Okay, we're, we're tired of feeling weak. Like, fuck this. I'm tired of feeling goddamn weak. Fuck this. Fuck. And we go right back into feeling angry. So we go swing right back into getting angry and we're doing the same pattern, right? When we feel angry, we feel certainty. We feel in control. We feel powerful for a short time. But then again, what happens? We go back to depressed or lethargic or that low energy state. We keep going back and forth. I want to point out to you something very important that's happening here. We have six human needs that I'm not going to explain on this podcast because if you go listen to, I believe, episode three, you'll see, I'll explain it in massive detail, but I'll go over them in like a slight basis in the way that they relate to this. When you get angry, you're meeting your need for certainty. I'm saying it like it's just you now. It's a lot of us, including myself, right? So anytime I, that I do this, but we get angry and we feel certainty in our body. Like we there's just a sense of certainty, right? We feel we can make shit happen. We feel I'm certain they're going to respond to me because I'm fucking angry. I'm certain I can make this happen because I'm angry, right? But we also feel, a sense of significance. We're like, you know what, I deserve this. I'm better than this. I. It's like we feel powerful. That's another word for significance, right? There's something like we're just in charge. We feel powerful. We're also feeling connected with people. That's another human need. We feel connected to ourselves. We're connecting with other people by yelling at them or giving them, you know, being passive aggressive or however we're showing our anger. We're connecting with them, just not in good ways. We're doing it in low-level ways, but we're still connecting with them. So we're meeting our need for certainty, our need for significance, and our need for connection. Now, if I did not go any further in explaining these six human needs to you, I want you to know that anytime with an emotion, with a belief, with a way of behaving, with a person, with a substance, like anytime anything you do or experience in life meets at least three of these six human needs, you'll be instantly addicted to it. And addicted, by the way, does not mean you can't come out of it. I'm going to explain at the end of this episode how you can get out of it very, very quickly. But on that note, you do get addicted to it. So anger is very addicting. This is why people say they have anger management issues, well, you break that pattern quickly, but we need to understand what's going on in order to do that. So we're feeling angry. We feel certainty. We feel significance. We feel connection. If we went no further than that, we have an addiction. But again, the body can't hang on to that. It just can't. So We have to let go, and here's what's interesting. When we let go, we're meeting another human need which is for variety, as I explained a moment ago. So now we're swinging back to feeling depressed or lethargic or low energy or beating ourselves up or guilty or whatever it is, just that low energy state. And when we do that, we meet our need for variety as we're still meeting our need for certainty, significance, and connection when we're feeling depressed. Think about this for a moment. When you're depressed, you're just kinda like, you know, you don't wanna do anything. And you're just kind of sitting there or you're laying down in bed or you're walking around, but you feel like there's just heavy weight on your shoulders and you're just not present in life. You're just kind of like, you know, when you're like this you're meeting your need for certainty because I'm gonna bring my voice back up, but when you're doing that, you're meeting your need for certainty because another word for certainty is comfort. And when you can't make shit happen in your life, as we originally explained why this pattern starts, when you can't make shit happen in your life, you at least get to feel comfortable in yourself by connecting with yourself, right? We kinda, we come down here, but it's kind of comfortable, right? Like we're, it's like a little internal teddy bear, right? We get to connect with ourselves. We feel comfortable. We feel comfortable that we don't need to take action on making shit happen right? We feel comfortable in this because when we're depressed, we live in a culture where when you are dealing with these kind of emotions, people are very nice to you. They want to help you out for the most part. And if they don't, you can justify by saying, fuck them, they don't care and still being depressed. So we get comfortable, right? But then we're also meeting a need for significance because this is a big fucking problem. So we can be significant by tearing other people down or achieving something great or just having a big problem ourselves. And depression is a big problem. Mind you, this whole mood swing I'm talking about right now is a big problem, right? I don't even just mean a culture. I mean, like, it's a big problem in our life. We can't fucking function. We can't move forward. So it's a big problem, like, for ourselves. But that means significance. So we have certainty out of our comfort. We have significance because it's a big problem. We're meeting our need for connection, as I explained a moment ago. And then guess what happens? Can't hang on to that, so we swing right back to anger. And when we do, we meet our need for variety. So we're meeting four out of our six needs with both anger, that high pressure, high energy emotion, and depression or that low energy emotion, that just low energy state, right? So we're meeting our needs in both of these areas. Now we can say it's a biochemical problem, but when we look at it in the bigger picture, we gotta say, okay, what does this person really want their life to look like in this area? Because when people's life conditions don't meet their core expectations for what they'd hoped or dreamed or just expected that it would look like, they feel out of control and they get depressed and this is the pattern that they go into. So instead of saying this is a biochemical problem, we have to look at it and go, or disorder or illness, we have to look at it and go, what's really real here? What do they expect for this area of their life and how is it turning out for them? If they, have, if they feel like they have no control over making it the way they want it to be, this is what's going to happen. They're going to go back and forth, and back and forth. Now, here's the next part of this pattern. So when we feel like we can't get out of this anger to depress to anger to depress, what we tend to do is eventually we need an escape. We can't just keep feeling that because that is exhausting. Let me know if you guys agree with this. It is exhausting to go back and forth from depressed to anger, depressed. To, it's so exhausting because we also know that the people around us get sick of our shit. I've been in this too before, so I'm not being condescending. I've done this before where... I get angry, I get depressed, I get angry, I get depressed, I get angry, I get depressed. And people like, they have a hard time being around us because th- all they wanna do is like cheer us up or help us out or whatever. And when they can't, they they go into a crazy eight. That's what this whole thing is called by the way. They go into their mood swings around us because they feel out of control of being able to help us see the pattern here being out of control or feeling like we're out of control leads to this every single fucking time so people get exhausted being around us and so we can't be around people we have a hard time functioning we can't meet our goals so we get so annoyed so sick of this shit we have to distract ourselves because as i said in one of my other episodes What we focus on is what we feel, okay? What you focus on is what you feel. So when you leave the area, let's say your relationship for your business or for your kids or for the gym, you're focusing on something different. So you're feeling different, right? Because what you're focusing on, you feel. So you're not thinking about the problem that's out of your control now. You're focused on something different. So now you feel differently. And when you feel differently, you feel a slight sense of control. You feel a little bit more significant. Like you just, your needs kind of level out. So you're not in this like... Back and forth, back and forth, up and down, up and down pattern. Here's the problem, though. Most people don't do this in a healthy way. They make an addiction out of the gym, which is totally fine, by the way. If you're not in a crazy eight or in these mood swings, the gym's great. Otherwise, we still have to find a better way to do this because it's not dealing with the real issue. And the real issue is the problem we haven't solved that started this in the first place. So it's fine to go to the gym, but when it becomes an addiction as a distraction to your other problem... You can't just keep going to the gym. You have to solve it, right? You got to solve what's at hand. So we come out of this mood swing to focus on an area of our life we feel in control of. But then we create an addiction out of that. So we might go to the gym. We might spend more time with our kids. We might spend more time in our business, which is still not good if the reason we're doing it is primarily to get away from the other pain, which is what's causing these mood swings. It might be drugs. It might be having an affair on your partner. It might be porn. It might be video games. It might be other achievements. It might be your friends. It doesn't matter what it is. It might be shopping. It might be wine. It might be Netflix. It might be Instagram Reels. Just anything that distracts you from the problem. Anything at all. So we do that. But then what happens? We can't just stay there. But first of all, that shit usually degrades our health and our mental health long term. So we need to stop doing that. But what happens is, let's say if it's our business or the gym, we can't just live at the fucking gym or we can't just live with our business. We got to go back home. We have to eventually re-enter the area that we feel out of control. in. so what happens? We go right back into this, what I call crazy eight. We go right back into these mood swings. And so most people call this bipolar because they never found a way out of it. They don't understand how to get out of it. Now, for any of you or any people that you know who are on medication for depression or the pattern of what we call bipolar, which is just emotions that we can switch that fast. I'm going to explain how in a second here. You don't need to be on them. And a lot of you have told me before anyway, you don't feel better on them. You kind of just, it takes the edge off a little bit, which isn't inherently helpful or entirely helpful. Sorry. It just lessens the pain you're already in. So it's not helping a whole lot. We have to get out of it completely and the way that you do that there's two ways there's only two real ways instead of distracting ourselves, whatever, we have to either, number one, change the fucking problem, like fix the problem. Like, oh, wow, wow, Tyler, big fucking breakthrough there. But it's true, right? If it's our relationship, hold on. If it's our relationship, we need to solve the problem. If it's communication, if it's something they did, if it's something we said, if it's something, like whatever the problem is in your relationship, you have to solve it. Because when you solve it, you will will regain a sense of control or a sense of at least stability and influence there. So you'll get out of this crazy eight, you'll get out of these mood swings, you'll get out of this pattern of what we call bipolar you'll get out of it if it's your finances you have to find a way to rebuild your income to rebuild your own economy your own business like whatever it is you have to get control of that area again you have to take control of that and resolve the problem or you will never get out of this that's option one option two is you have to change your core expectations for what you believe this area needs to look like. For example, if you believe that your business has to be a million dollars a year and this year you made 900,000 and you're fucking going crazy because, oh my God, it's not how I thought it would be. I mean, this is probably not one that a lot of us can relate to because a lot of us here are not millionaires. Some of you are, but not... Not most of us, right? So I'll use examples that we can relate to in a second here. But like that would be a life condition where, okay, if it's not going to do that, change your expectations for it needing to be like that. If it's your relationship, this one might be a lot more relatable for a lot of us. If it's the fact that, say, you're a man right now and your woman is always talking, always talking, always talking, and you feel like you're being made wrong no matter what you fucking do, you need to understand her more and understand her needs more. Because when you meet her needs, she will inherently stop doing that. And therefore, the problem at hand, so to speak, will go away and you will stop your up and down emotional swings. If it's your man and he never does what the fuck you say, he doesn't make you feel seen, doesn't make you feel safe, doesn't make you feel understood, and you're going back and forth in these mood swings, then you have to find out what are his needs. Because obviously he's not making you feel seen, safe, and understood. because. He doesn't feel significant to me. So what am I doing here? How can I improve this? So when you improve the area of your life and you solve the problem in the area of your life that the big problem is in that puts you into these back and forth mood swings, you will then be able to get out of it that fast. But here's the thing, you either one, I think I mixed these up halfway through here, so it's totally my bad, but I think you guys are getting the point. You either have to one, change the condition, meaning resolve the problem at hand, your business, your finances, your health, you have to solve the fucking problem or change your core expectations about how it needs to look that's actually what i meant to do. I just realized that when I went to give you guys a relationship example, I went back to solving the problem. That was the first thing. So in your relationship, the core expectations is like, well, he or she has to show up this way or I'm upset or they have to do this or we have to live here or our family life has to be like this or whatever it is. We have a core expectation of how they need to give us love, how they need to show up, how they have to be, how they have to act, what they have to believe, how they have to talk to us. Like, or they got to take out the trash whether she shouldn't give me this tone of voice or she's got to do this or he has to do this. Like we have expectations unconsciously of what they need to be doing or should be doing, et cetera, So on and so forth. And if it's not a realistic expectation, you're like, well, Tyler, what realistic expectation? A realistic expectation is that they're loyal to you. A realistic expectation is that they show you love in their own way. They're finding their own way. Like there's not a lot of expectations to have on other people that are reasonable because we all have a different blueprint and a blueprint consists of beliefs, values, and rules that we have about life. So they're not inherently going to always have the same fucking things as you. So we need to trade our expectations for appreciations and our whole life will change that fast. Now with that said, you either, like I said, you have to change the problem and have it resolved, or you have to change your own expectations of what it needs to look like. Now, most people have to do a bit of both. Resolve the problem, and you kind of got to change what you expect to, because the whole point of relationship and life period is to grow. And if we're not changing any of our beliefs or our core expectations for what we thought life had to give us, which life owes us nothing, by the way, then we're not growing, therefore we're not going to feel fulfilled either way. So we have to change or not even change, let's call it updating. We have to update our expectations of what we feel life or whatever should be giving us anyway. So the only way to get out of these swings, guys, you don't need medication. You need to change your core expectations for this area of your life and update it. Just, okay, what should it look like? What's a better expectation I have for this life? Okay, the expectation now is that I'm going to just appreciate what comes to me and I'm going to do whatever I can to improve it, which ironically is the other part of it, right? It's changing the problem. You usually have to do these at the exact same time. Change what you believe it needs to look like or feel like or whatever, show up like, and change it a little bit on the external as well. So there's an internal world and external world here that we have to master in order to get out of these swings. Now, let me give you one example of a mentor of mine who uh, helped a man out, and I want to give you a big perspective on this, a real-life example. So this man was working with a husband and wife whom, like... Two years prior to this story I'm telling you about, they were getting married and they were at this resort. And the second they said their I do's and they give each other a kiss, they went and celebrated by going to jump in the pool at the resort that they were at. And all the bridesmaids and groomsmen at the wedding party, they went to run behind them and jump in. And what happened was when the newlyweds jumped in, she jumped in, she came to the surface and it was a party. He jumped in, but he didn't resurface and everyone was getting worried. And what had happened, as we found out, because I'm going to give you the brief version of the story, was that he cracked his neck on the stair because he didn't see it. Because it was nighttime, right? I didn't tell you that part, but it was nighttime. So he didn't see the step there. And instead of diving into the deep end, he dove into the shallow one, hit his head on the step, cracked his neck, and became a paraplegic for life paraplegic in case anyone doesn't know here it just means like you have no use of your legs like you can only feel like it's like from your different for everyone But basically you only have use of like your torso and your arms and everything above your waist so it's different for everybody right he had a little bit of use of his hands but not even completely he couldn't fully grip things and stuff too so basically this fucked him up pretty good and what my mentor did when they were he was working with them was he realized that this man had not claimed this next life stage, which it sounds like positive thinking, but it really isn't. When a tragedy like this occurs or we lose someone in our life, whether that's a relationship or whether that's a like a loved one and they actually pass away regardless of what it is when a tragedy like this happens we need to understand that this is now how life is it doesn't need to be a heavy burden right we got to heal from it but this is now how life is and when we're not willing to accept the way that it is eventually right there's a grief process right which is shock and then anger and then depression and then like there's the whole five stages of grief but in general we have to accept that this is our new stage of life and claim it because when we don't this is what happens this man who is in a wheelchair for life now. It was two years in the making and their marriage was almost on the end because he was going into these mood swings. He was going into this crazy age. He was always angry at her but in reality he wasn't angry at her. He was angry with himself and he was taking it out on her as we all do, right? We can all relate to this at some level. Maybe not being a paraplegic but the fact that when we're angry we take it out on the people that we love most because they're safe, right? That's why we do it. When it's someone else we don't tend to do that and if it if we do then we've kind of developed an emotional home. We do that with everyone at that point but he was getting angry at her And then he'd be super depressed and she felt like she couldn't make him happy or make anything better for him. And she had to help him get in and out of bed and into his wheelchair. And just like everything was, you know, their sexual life went down, everything was going bad and they were going to get a divorce and they couldn't have kids. Like, so here's the whole thing. Remember when I said, That in order to get out of these highs and lows, these manic depression and manic episodes, whatever you want to call it in the bipolar form of this, or just those highs and lows, those mood swings, swinging from one end of the pendulum to the other. Remember when I said, even like two minutes ago, the only two ways to get out of this is to change the conditions of our life or change our expectation for what our life has to look like? This In this case, there's no changing the conditions. Your legs are gone. You have no more use of them. So you can't change the conditions, which means the only thing you can do is change your blueprint or your beliefs or your core expectations. They all mean the same thing of what this area of your life has to look like. So instead of him being, you know, so angry, whatever, oh, I, do, I don't I do deserve this, I need should be walking and all that, he had not claimed this stage of his life. He did not change his core expectations for what life should look like. And so he, as a result, he was in this crazy gate and he just lived there for two years until, again, my mentor kind of intervened and helped them through this. But what they did though, just so you have an example, like be like, okay, we'll tell give me an example of how they did that. One of the things was, they had to get their marriage strengthened and healed because if they didn't do that, they were gonna get a divorce and things were gonna get worse. So when we feel so out of control of our life, we have to get the main parts of our life we have to get them back in a, in a feeling of being in control of them. So what my mentor did was show them how to reconnect and how this man could be present for his woman and melt her. And therefore, he could feel like he could win again. He felt like he could make a difference again in her life. He felt like he could make her happy. And so he regained a, p- a large piece of control of his life. Another thing he did is fuck you went skydiving and drove, uh, I don't know what it was, some kind of car that he built himself before he lost use of like his legs and all this. He drove it in the desert like crazy and went like wild. so And then he, he traveled the world a little bit. So he violated his own limitations in his mind of what he could and couldn't do. So it changed his own beliefs about himself, so his own core expectations about himself and what he couldn't do. He changed his expectations and his core beliefs about how he could impact his woman. And all of this started to change his actual core expectations for what life had to look like because he had a belief that said, life has to look like this, like X, Y, Z, in order for me to feel in control of it. But then he started to realize, no, it doesn't have to look like this. I can have no use of my legs and still have full control and influence in my life to make it the way I want it to be. Interesting. And that moment is when he shifted and he didn't go through these swinging pendulums anymore so guys let me know if this makes sense and as you're listening to this by the way so that was the end of it let me know if this makes sense i'm really curious to hear your feedback whether this is on instagram at tyler.charlebois or fuck hopefully i get my other instagram back at the why guy so let me know what either of those and if i take a long time to get back to you because i can't get into the one that you messaged i will do my fucking best if you want to be entered for a chance to win a free coaching session with me, four of them, by the way, take a screenshot of you watching this episode and put it on your story and tag me at the y Guy Ty or tyler.charlebois And I just spread the news of the podcast. If this was valuable for you at all, I'd love for you to do that. And you'll be entered every month at the end of the month to win that chance or win the opportunity for that chance, okay? So I love you guys all. I hope you have an amazing day and stay tuned for the next episode and we'll drop all the value on the mental health and relationships. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Life Unfiltered podcast. If you got value from today's episode and you want the chance to win a free entire month coaching with myself, Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at the why guy time. Once I see it, you will be automatically entered to win a full month free coaching with myself. Until then, live strong and live with passion.